Camp, Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp. Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Peerage and I'll be your host. The United States has always been a melting pot for people from around the world. And as we continue to uh, see people uh, from around the world come into our country in the United States and to restart their life, uh, there is a need to share the, the gospel message in different languages. And, of course, that comes very apparent. Uh, we have with us Latisse Solar. Uh, Latith is a pastor of Christ Community Afghan Church in Memphis, Tennessee. By the way, it is the only Afghan church in the state of Tennessee, which is kind of neat to have Latith here with us. Uh, Latith, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Well, Latith, why don't you uh, share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is... Uh... My full name is Abdul Latif Salar, and I'm from a Muslim background. Uh, yeah, of course, very strong and straight Muslim, uh, Shia Muslim background. My father was Imam, and my grandfather also Imam, like priest. Yeah, I'm from those background. We met, oh, a few months ago in Memphis and sit down and uh, Panera Bread and, and had a conversation. And it, it was just amazing you shared with me about your how you met your wife and about uh, your kind of uh, journey in which God led you uh, from Afghanistan to Australia to the United States. Uh, share a little bit about that journey. God is doing great job in my life. <laughs> He's a God, a good God. Uh, it's a long story. I'm going to make short. Actually, I received Christ when I was on my six-time Hajj pilgrimage in Mecca, um, Saudi Arabia. And then I went to Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Then I uh, I shared this with my best friend, and then I got Bible from him. While I'm still Muslim, I got persecuted from my own neighbors and family, tried to kill me, and I have to be in a safety house for uh, one month. And then I escaped my country to uh, India. I was in India for... Uh, five and a half year, and I start meeting Christian people there, Afghan Christian in India, and I start to like arguing with them and fight with them, and finally, after about four and five months in India in 2008, I received Christ mm-hmm. as my savior in in India. So how how old were you in India? It's about 25. 324. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So your family basically disowned you? Yes. Yes. Yeah, my family reject me and then they kick me out from the country. They tried to kill me actually. Mm. You you have how many kids do you have? I have uh, my wife and one daughter. Her name is Lydia and the second is on the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and as a parent, as a father, that's almost hard to imagine. You know, and of course, I know, you know, as a uh, a believer in Christ, just to be able to reject to the point of killing your, your son, that's just, just hard for me to grasp. Um, how does that, I mean, how do you deal with that? Yeah, actually, that's uh, when I remember that and, and I can see the, 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 the ideology of Islam. Mm-hmm. And that's strong that people can, can reject his own son or kill him or kill her or like whatever 
that's, that's that's the only thing that I can say that because that's the ideology of Islam that you can you can kill your own son. Wow. So you lived in uh, India for five years. Yeah, I I lived in India after I received my uh, I, after I received Christ as my savior, and then I began to study about Jesus. And I began to study about how to grow in Jesus um, in my faith, and then I start uh, discipleship training school and with YWAM Youth with the Mission. Mm-hmm. It was for six months, and then uh, I I start another course for nine months. It's it's called SBS and Bible reading Bible cover to cover, and then after that I start church there, right. Afghan church in India. Well, let's, let me back up a little bit. In Afghanistan, I mean, who, was there a person in which, uh, that you sat down with and began to share Christ with you there? Yes, there was a, a friend of mine. He was, uh, was like best friend of mine. When I share my heart with him that, that someone uh, shared gospel with me between Medina and Mecca that he prayed for me, it was so interested for me. Then I shared this with, uh, with my best friend. And he gave me a Bible hmm. in my language. And the first time it was sure shock for me. And I was thought, How, are you Christian? He said, no, I'm not a Christian. Actually, he was a Christian because he's scared to say that he's a Christian. Mm-hmm. But he encouraged me to read Bible. And I started reading Bible from Genesis. The first thing is, is God revealed for me about the sin. That this is something that for Islam is very difficult to understand about sin. That's why God revealed that. I'm a sinner, and I'm mm-hmm. far away from God. So your friend, is he still in Afghanistan? Uh, yeah, he's still in Afghanistan. He's yeah. serving the Lord there. Yeah. So what is um, Christianity? Is it, is it is it thriving there? Yeah, if if anyone say that I'm a Christian from Muslim background, it's the penalty is that. So these are more of, uh, I guess, uh, hidden Christians. They're careful because they know they'll be persecuted and killed if, if they're known, right? Yeah, exactly. That's like um, when I was as a Muslim that I'm hating Christian because I want to kill a Christian because I want to go to heaven because of <laughs> this is the ideology of Islam. You're, you were in India and you were studying and uh, somewhere, maybe we can jump ahead, but I would like to hear a little bit more about how you met your wife. Yeah, that's another story. Like uh, when I was in India and then after five and a half years from India, I... I moved to Indonesia, and we start church there. And then uh, my wife was in Kabul. She started discipleship training school. The place that they, they, they had a discipleship school there, Taliban come to know they attacked the, the building, and they killed one missionary with two his sons, and two other Afghan believers died there. And then my wife and other students, they have to run away from Kabul, out of country. And then I got called from uh, one of Afghan leader and he said that oh, would you help us in India that to find some YWAM youth with the mission like uh, base or this uh, DDS we call discipleship training school and mm-hmm. and on that way I my wife was part of those student and on that way I meet my wife through media like Facebook and Skype she finished her uh, DDS in India and after that we start uh, Skype church, like online church. Mm-hmm. It was about 15 people, uh, boys and girls. And I think about nine months later, one of our uh, olders, like he's, he said, that, would you both pray about to be a life partner? Mm. And we start praying. And after six months, we say us to each other and we try to meet each other, but we are 
far away because she lived in Mongolia. I live in Australia, mm-hmm. and I cannot go to Mongolia, and then she cannot come to Australia, and yeah. <laughs> it was so difficult to meet each other. And then finally, we meet in USA, and because she accepted as a refugee in USA, mm-hmm. and then I, I, I could come to USA, and we meet her. I meet her in in USA in Colorado Spring, and when we meet, and we decide to get married. Yeah, and you've been married how long again? It's a, it's a three years now. Three years. Now. Yeah. And you already got children and, yes. and working on the, the second one. Yes. <laughs> Great. You kind of shared with your journey here, and, and I, I'm sure the people who are listening would love to sit down and just hear all that you've experienced. And it's, it's neat to see how God has worked. Uh, you've been in the, in, in, in the United States for how long? Two and a half years now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So from Afghanistan, when uh, you were exposed to the gospel, to India, to Australia— to United States, God worked and brought you to a place to start a church. Yes, amen. Yeah, I, I began to start church in India, and then in Indonesia, we began to start church uh, among refugee people. We began to like uh, we baptized seventy-two refugee in Indonesia, and then I start church in Sydney, Australia, and we baptized a lot of Afghan there, hmm. and. Praise the Lord that this church is becoming stronger now. And then we came here, and I start church here also in Memphis, Tennessee. Right. So to help us understand a little bit about the Afghan culture, I mean, you kind of explain to their very strong uh, Muslim background. And uh, so, of course, you, you've brought uh, a group here and for the couple of days to do some training. I guess as our staff, we kind of uh, realize that we need to ask more questions so we can meet your needs. And so uh, maybe kind of, I don't know how you can explain this, but maybe just explain a little bit about the Afghan culture. So, for example, if the typical person like me that would come in contact with uh, uh, someone Afghan and begin to have a conversation with them, what are some things I need to be aware of? It's a, a lot of things to share, but in point of view that what you said, that uh, when you meet an Afghan, it's like for Afghan, they want to talk. It's the first thing you have to listen to understand them. And the second thing is that about your staff here and then an Afghan, they're like, they don't eat pork and mm-hmm. they don't want to hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also like when you talk about uh, like Afghan refugee or Afghan Muslim, and when you talk about religion and the things that they're the, the only religion in the world that is their true religions. Uh, and also it's it's very good to beware about to talk about religion or about God. Because I come to know the Christ about the, when someone share about God with me, not about religion. And then he already explained that I'm not talking about religion, I'm talking about God. And because Afghan actually they don't have relationship with God. Mm. And when you, when we talk about relationship with God and that's like kind of strange for them. So it's a matter of routine, uh tasks you do to hopefully that you'll be good enough, right? Yes. So when they come upon someone and begin to talk to them and they say they're a Christian, what's their first response to that? If you talk to yeah, yeah. You means that you say that I'm a Christian or mm-hmm. if you know that you're a Christian so they don't, they don't try to convert you. 
Will they it, just walk away or what? No, exactly like with the first time someone shared gospel with me and I tried to convert him back to Islam because he was from Muslim background and I tried to convert him back to Islam. Yeah. I tried to share about the uh, Afghan, uh, uh, sorry, Islam religion with him. And that's also when you try to share Jesus with some Muslim and they start to share their own religion that, oh, my religion is the best. You have mm-hmm. to accept my religion mm-hmm. than your and that's why I'm saying that religion and relationship is just, just we have to make it totally separate. Right. So they don't totally they don't understand what it means to have a relationship with God, a relationship with Christ, to actually have a daily time with Him. To them, God is up here or wherever they might be, and they just have to be good enough. Exactly. Maybe, maybe. they try to be good enough, then maybe can they can please God. They can accept by God. Here and now we are doing that uh, retreat here. And we heard a lot of, uh, we have two Muslim family with us. And they, they, this morning, one of the family, she shared, she cried. She said that, actually, I did not know about this, that we can talk to God. We can listen to God. And mm. because we, we share from Genesis chapter 16, how Hajar, she said that, how Hagar, he said, she said that God can see and uh, hear. Right. And she began to cry. She said, oh, I want to have this relationship with God. So how how do we witness to uh, an Afghan person? I know that someone from uh, a particular culture can easily or easierly, if I say that wrong word correctly, uh, witness to someone in their own culture. But someone from a different culture, it makes it a little harder, right? Exactly. So how do you how do you witness this to Afghan? Uh, that's like uh, for me. It's like um, I can say that um, there is a couple I can share their name uh, <laughs> and Mark and Cindy. The way they share gospel with Muslim is their life and their love. And and I heard a lot from Afghan uh, family, Muslim family. They say that they are perfect people because they love and they share gospel with their life, not with their talk. And they hardly talk to them, but they really live as a Christ, and they share the love of Christ with them. So it's really about building a relationship, yeah. just getting to know them, not necessarily talking about their religious background or anything, but just being maybe be interested in them and just uh, just be friends. Exactly. We we also do the same thing. Like we invite people in our house. We're having dinner or lunch with them. We have fellowship with them. And we, of course, we pray before dinner. And mm-hmm. we, we ask them, how could we pray for you? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we share a story from Bible mm-hmm. and from Old Testament, from New Testament. And we don't really force them. And we just share a little bit. And there's two families. They already start asking. They said, oh, I want to know about Christ. I want to know mm-hmm. about your faith. And we never force them. We just have deep and deep relationship with them. So for you to build a share... Just to pray in yeah. front of them or just uh, read the Bible in a short period of time. That doesn't offend them at all. No. Hmm. Uh, for, for some of them, of course, they offend them because if in the first time you meet someone, uh, you said, oh, let's read Bible, they think that you try to convert them to Christian. Mm-hmm. And also for them, they think that when you become Christian, you get money. You know, like someone, church pay you money, a lot of money, and then you can get money. And those... those uh, those ideas, those pictures in their mind, and they're always in their mind. And after you have 
deep friendship with them. They know you that, oh, that's what they think is wrong. And then you begin to share about love of God with them. Now, I don't, I'm, this is more of a curious question. You know, the United States has, has had interaction with Afghan culture for many years because of military. Has that been a positive impact or negative impact? I mean, not talking about politically, but talking about their look at some military people are Christians, probably most are not. Uh, I just mm-hmm. wonder, you know, does that uh, paint any kind of picture about who Americans are? Uh, exactly. Like the, this is like also depend on the tribes. Like for my tribes, they have a very good experience mm-hmm. about American army was in there in Afghanistan because they got freedom and many of them they heard gospel from them for some of some of like tribes like Pashtun they had Christian people sorry they had armies mm-hmm. they had American yeah and it's depend of of the tribes and especially like for Hazara tribes they they really have a good experience with the American army well it just made me more curious about you know if you have uh, uh, Afghan family that moves to the United States that had already had some preconceived idea of what Americans would be like before they came here would that become a barrier I was I guess I was kind of curious if it would or no wouldn't so what vision do you really have I know we kind of talked about you you uh, God led you to start church but what's your overall your your big vision what do you think God is is leading maybe you or to be a part of something much bigger with ministering to Afghans yeah I never forgot when God gave me a vision when back and I was back in India when I pray my quiet time the vision God gave me to build a church Mm -hmm. among the Afghan people and to share gospel with them and build church and encourage others to start church. Mm-hmm. And this retreat also we encouraging people to start church in their own city. Mm-hmm. And already in Kentucky, they starting church there. Mm-hmm. And we're praying for um, Atlanta to start church there. And that's my vision for every city in, in the United States where I'm living here to start an Afghan church. And... Among refugee, Afghan refugee here, yeah. and the biggest vision, of course, and that's not only my vision. This is my friend's vision also, like to have our own Bible college for in our language for our people. Well, now if there's someone listening right now, a pastor uh, or a layman at a church, that this has just been interesting to them, and they may be feeling that God's maybe leading for their church to start Afghan work. There's a lot of work that needs to be done, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah, especially since there's only one church in the state of Tennessee. We need more, many more. So uh, if you're interested and if you're listening and if you would like to talk to someone that has more information, you can contact the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. William Burton is actually the uh, ethnic specialist and church plant or new church plant specialist. And you can contact him and get more information if you're interested in possibly becoming a mother church of starting a church plant, possibly an Afghan church. And Latif would love to be able to talk and communicate with you and maybe even give you some idea what uh, what all that entails. Latif, thank you for taking a few minutes and uh, just to join us. And, and it's been great to have your group here from from Georgia and Kentucky and uh, be able to mobilize these guys to be able to, to share the gospel with the lost.
Thank you so much for having us here and thank you so much for leading our group here and they really love it. They really enjoy her and I can say that this is only God grace that we experience here during this time. Thank you. For, the, for those who are listening to us, uh, if you're listening to our podcast right now, and if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, please leave a comment or just follow us. And that, and that helps to encourage listeners to be able to great, listen to this great resource. We would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions for Latith or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.